0: Hey guys welcome to another another episode of culture sports and i don't even feel like doing this episode to be honest with you guys colts decided to to choke hopefully i don't choke my performance during this um the, the show today and the eagles they already you know know how to handle business and glitched up a playoff scene last week so basically the colts i mean the eagles didn't have to play for this past weekend we could both agree on that right the Cowboys even you know, that was really a nothing game but the colts huh? They blew, they blew a golden opportunity, like I said, all year long. The year of blown golden opportunities. I'm going to get to that in a little bit. We'll talk about it real quick um, the quick national championship game. I say Georgia finally beat Alabama for the first time in a million years. Georgia, let's be honest, has been through a lot of heartbreaks in the past, you know, almost de- half a decade already with Dayton, Alabama. So, you know, so good t- kudos to them for winning the national championship. And also, you know, it was Angela exciting. I was, you know, happy to see Angela yesterday. And Lamar, Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson came back the other night and, had a little rustling, but he called himself a body <coughs> I don't know if we saw that dunk. Mm-hmm. And we got to, you know, we'll do our usual recap and, do, you know, give our predictions for the wild card. You know, don't worry, guys. I won't let you down my predictions for this this weekend wild card. And before we start, those guys, Lamont, what can they find you at? Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, at God's Dirty Ends. Also, please have a subscribe on be card part of the coaching game. I greatly appreciate it. So, Lamont, you saw that game or you watched, you know, score of that game. A lot of the you know, media is blaming Carson Wentz. Yes, he does play a factor in his loss, a big factor, but it was a team effort, and we blew it in all aspects of the game. When it comes down to the GM, when it comes down to the coaching, comes down to the defense, the offensive line, the offense in general, and Carson Wentz. Everybody played a factor into this loss. It was not just one person. You can't sit here and say it was only strictly one person. No, no, no. If you, if you watched the game you saw that, nobody came to play this game. And all year long, you know, the Colts started 0-3, 1-4, and fought their way back to, you know, being the fifth seed. Literally December 18th, Lamont. December 18th, we was literally the fifth seed in the AOC to the point that we missed the playoffs. It got to the point, like, some people were saying that, oh, you know, maybe the Ravens beat the win the game, Dolphins win, and the uh, Chargers win. We're in the playoffs. I was like, I don't want that. If we can't get it in ourselves, we shouldn't have to get help from other people for us to get in the playoffs. We blew it ourselves with two back to back weeks, you know, with two, you know, with the Raiders, you know, a quality team, you know, coming back up again. Now, it's surprising. But you let down on the two and 14, or two, two and 15 Jaguars, the worst team in the NFL. The worst, they're 31st, I believe, in offense and 32nd on defense. how what does that tell you? It should be a goddamn field game when it comes to the Colts. You know what I mean? And Trevor Lawrence decided this game. You know what? I'm gonna play like the overall, number one overbreak and had a phenomenal, phenomenal game. The first drive, he bit, I think he was eight for eight, and that first drive was really telling for me because Rocky Seen, our starting cornerback for the um the Colts. Who played, I believe, only gave up 400 yards the entire year. I think it was like percentage, completion percentage on his side of the field. Got hurt for the game and he was out. And I'm like, this is how we're starting the game. And then as they start moving down the field, the Jaguars, guess what? Kenny Moore goes down, our slot corner, who pro bowler. And I'm like, you got to be kidding. And Marvin Jones was having a field day on us as well, too. And I'm like, first drive, it looked it replicated how the Raiders scored in the first drive last week against us. I'm like, you can't cannot be fucking kidding me. And real quick, guys, when the NFL team has the most pro ballers on the team for the whole year, what does that mean, Lamont? Oh, you're you're going to the playoffs. You're considered one of the best teams in the NFL. Nah, coaches like, nah. We have the most pro and we're gonna miss the playoffs. But again, back to this game, <laughs> our defense just thunk it up. I feel like. After the Cardinals game and the Patriots game, like we played our asses off to beat the, the two best teams in the NFL. Just took it lightly and, and didn't have no um no up-tempo up or no 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 upbeat. They just played, you know, just was soft. Let's be honest. One thing about this defense, yes, they get a lot of takeaways, but that's it. We, we can't generate sacks. We can't generate, you know, stops. Like almost every team in the NFL, you can really say that, you can go down the field on this coach defense. The only way you, we stop teams is getting turnovers. And I'm after this year, I'm just completely fed up because it's been at like that for the past four years on the math math even field. Whereas if you can get a turnover, that that's really much it from the defense. Like that, that's it. And the offensive line for the Jaguars were better Sunday than the Colts offensive line. They look like a juggernaut offense. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But Kudos to the Jaguars, you know they did step up and you know they did you know demolish all aspects of the game as well too. Because even to the point where in special teams, we're fumbling the ball on kickoffs, and this right here, I'm like, was telling it for me, I'm like, we're getting beat on defense, we're getting beat on special teams as well too. Right there is two aspects of the games right there where you can't really you know falter a lot. I guess what happens, to Lamont, my best friend, wanted to be you know. Houdini and want to tell the future. Wanted to be like, oh, Frank Wright is gonna make this to a Carson Wentz game. Why did you have to do that? Why can you be my friend and be like, you know what? They're gonna give it to Jonathan Taylor. Frank Wright decided to put the ball in Carson Wentz's hand, and it faltered on this. Carson Wentz was 17 for 29, 186 yards, one touchdown, one interceptions. Didn't I say last week, Lamont, that this was a legacy game for Carson Wentz? And he faltered. I would, you know, be different if the Carson was two for 350 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. Right there could tell you he left it on the line. He gave it everything he literally had. And no, he did not. But I'm going to get to Carson Wentz real quick. I want to get back to the offensive line. (laughs) Eric Fisher for the entire year has given up eight sacks. He has been atrocious. He has been horrible. A waste of a signing this year, 100%. The only thing this man is good for is from blocking, and that's it. If you're going to pass the ball, you're going to get demolished. And guess what, Lamont? The last time we heard about Josh Allen, remember Josh Allen, who sacked Josh Allen? We didn't hear from him the entire year until Sunday when he wanted to demolish Eric Fisher. And <laughs> Josh Allen was having his way the entire game against Eric Fisher. Guess what, Lamont? To the point that we had to bench him. When you bench somebody this thing the season, what does that mean? They have completely given hope on you as a left tackle for the Colts. And right there, because Chris Ballard drafted him when he was in Kansas City, had some, you know, tied to him. He was like, you know, and Frank Reich could be Carson Went over to the Indianapolis Colts. I can make Eric Fisher. And that right there was truly detrimental to our part right there the that tackle for the entire year. I, I, Lamont, I've been telling you, well, everybody has been the show as well too. I've been saying for the entire year, Eric Fisher has been a liability when it comes to the passing game. And this week was truly, the cement understand horrible signing. To the point where I read today Anthony Cazanzo gave up eight sacks from 2018 to 2020. Did you hear what I just said? Eight sacks from 2018 to 2020. One man has given up eight sacks in one year for the second position. And then let's get to the receivers. I'll make another show later on throughout the year when we make a, a recap how uh, the entirety of the team did or what we need in the offseason. But Lamont, I, I told you last week, Michael Pimmer Jr., a thousand yards. The next receiver, Zach Paso. 300 yards. That is a 700 yard gap right there. To the point out, nobody in this game was getting separation. To the point out, it looked like the Jaguars, in 2017, they looked like the infamous great cornerback team, you know, with um, AJ Buu, Bue- Bue- whatever his name was, and um, Jalen Ramsey. That where you could, it was hard to pass against that Jaguars. That's what it looked like th- th- this past weekend. And I'm like, are you serious? What happened to throwing down the field with Michael Pittman Jr.? You know, going up, you know, for you know, one on one a throw. Um, Paris Campbell came back in this game, but he no, he's in and out throughout the entire past four years he's been in, in, in the NFL. Zach Paso is not that guy for number two. Tim White Hohen has run his last leg, and Jack Doyle for the tight end position. We had zero tight end health for the entire year. To the point, like Chris Bowles, now it's on your hand to give us another weapon. Because as of right now, Carson Wentz is a good quarterback to the point that he can't really elevate other players to, you know, you know how like you know Manuel Manning with Pierre Garcon or Angela with Dante Moncrief, like he needs another competent starter. they Wentz always has Zach Ertz, and that's really bad. it. Besides that one year where um, Anshon Jeffrey before Anshon Jeffrey turned his back on, on Carson Wentz, but Chris Ballard, listen to me, you need to survive surround this offense with weapons. As of, as I ran out for the Chris Ballard era, it's only really been Ty Hilton. Let's be honest. Or Merlin Mack for one year, or Jonathan Taylor for the past couple of years. Besides that, we never had that true true second bar receiver or a true true tight end. And then, who else should I talk about? Frank Wright. Frank Wright probably watched the show with yo. You know what? I like Lamont's idea. Let's put the ball in Carson with his hand. <laughs> yo, for some reason, for some reason, the NFL figured out how to play the coach. Let's be honest. Let's take with Jonathan Taylor and put the ball in Carson with his hand. But if you think about it, like, if you take away the running game, you should be able to, the passing is, Frank Wright is a quarterback's coach. He should elevate you to, you know, be able to, the passing game. Like, Phillip Rivers actually had a fantastic, fantastic year, like, to the point like, I was like, holy shit, like, Phillip Rivers should come back. He, he he brought the best out of Andrew Luck. We, we never seen what, what year two Andrew Luck looked like on the Frank Wright. But that mm-hmm. one year, it looked fantastic. And Joe Cooper said in 2019, he did his passing weekend, but Jacoby was a limited quarterback. So you thought another a year, a year Carson Wentz come back. And Frank Wright even said, yo, this year I coached Carson Wentz, the hardest I ever did in my, in my, my entire life, even harder than Philip Rivers. It got to the point like Frank Wright forgot how to coach the passing game because we became so run dominant. And it pissed me off too because when we gained to Jonathan the ball, yes, he got stopped a few times. But Jonathan Taylor is one of that, one of those people with, once he gets that hole, he is gone. But it got to the point that we started falling behind so bad that we put the ball, and Carson wins his hand. Carson wins, now. You had one of the horriblest game at the most horrible time. For the past two games where it was legacy on the line, playoffs on the line, folded. 56 completion percentage. Over under 180 yards passing game and six touchdowns and one interception. That is horrible, horrible football right there. Carson Wentz, you do take a blame on this as well, too. I'm not giving you a pass. You had the offensive line. Granted, the offensive line played a children's to the point. We gave up six sacks. The mile, the offensive line is one of the highest-paid offensive line in the game. And one the whole year, they've been up and down, but... They've been solidified, you know, giving up one, side two, side two, all the time to the point. Like, they a Konobity ball together and they mm-hmm. faltered as well too. Quentin Nelson, Grant, I know you've been playing the high it's going to the whole year. But if you're out there, you got to give it your all and he got beat a few times. I'm not going to lie to you. Hey, first sure, I'm not going to talk about his bum ass anymore. Um, Mark Kowalski was getting eaten up all day long too. <laughs> it was it was how Brandon Smith was getting eaten up as well too. As a, as a collective at the offensive line, Horrible. I gave you an F for effort in that game. Back to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I would have been happy, like I said before, if you would have threw it three interceptions, three touchdowns, 300 yards, whereas, you know, he said, I gave it my all. I feel like you didn't give it, it your all in this game. To point, like, I'm starting to believe what Eagles fans said about me. Carson Wentz tends to hold the ball. To point, too long until he wants to make that big, key, magical play. No, take what you can get. Take those five yards. And that second half of mine, I'm not gonna lie to you, he looked mentally drained and physically destroyed in the second half. The point of, it was the point like maybe we should have benched him. That's how he looked, he looked petrified out there to the point of the, the big lights was getting to him. And he made all year long. What I'm gonna tell you about him when he tries to um not take a sack, shovel past it. To the point that it finally got to him and he fumbled the ball. Guess what the did we do after the next possession? He throws an interception. He he gets to the point that he locks on T.Y. the entire time. I'm like, dude, just look that way, this way, and go back to him. <clears throat> and guess what? And then another play after that? Throws another interception, but to the point that the, the person dropped it on, on the field. Carson was played horrible, 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 horrible ball on the cruciest time of the year. To the point after the game, Frank Wright was like, they asked him, is he your quarterback for next year? But they evaluate that in the off season. That's not the utmost confidence. The whole thing is Frank Wright too. Next year, you're on the hot seat because you stuck out your neck for Carson Wentz. It didn't pan out this year. If the coach start off one and three again next year, he's fired. If the coach don't win the division, uh, the uh, division title next year, He's fired. If you don't get deep into the playoffs with so either a divisional round or a championship game, I truly believe he's fired. Because if you come in with Carson Wentz, you stack your neck out for this man and you're going to fall with Carson Wentz. Let's be honest. He stuck his neck out for Philip Rivers. It worked out. And this year, he was like, yo, Chris Ballard, I'm going to stick my neck out for Carson Wentz. I know I could bring out of him. Year one was a complete fail. There's nothing you can say positive about this year. Complete fail in all aspects of the game. And I'll, I'll talk about this on another show. We coach have a lot of a big moves to uh, make this offseason. season. To the point, Jim Ursa, I don't know if you read it. Um, he he called a mandatory meeting the minute they landed in Indianapolis. Chris Ballard for and um Frank Wright for a couple hours. He was like, "Change will happen this year. Your jobs are safe this year, but just know that Frank Wright is on the hot seat." And to the point, like I'm not gonna lie to you, like I'm pretty I'm not 100 sure if Frank, Carson Wentz will be back this year because he said. Big big moves would be uh happening this offseason. I'll spell like I'll speculate like that in, in another show. But as a defense, F. Coaching, F. Special Teams, F. Frank Wright in this game, F. Carson Wentz, F to the point. Like you blown a goal opportunity where you controlled your destiny to the point like you was living at the fifth seed, December 18th. You would have won yet the Sunday's game. You guys would have been the fifth seed again. And there's nothing to say. The Colts choked. LeBron James 2011 choked. Cowboys choked five years in a row straight, blowing a Week 17 game. That's how bad we choked. To the point that this will leave a, a stain on us. This is the worst amount of my... Like, remember how I, I, we joke about this Saints and Colts game? I said that's one of the worst losses I ever dealt with. This game overtakes that. The magnitude of the game, how we was... We could try our destiny. Like, to destinate. They took one. Like, we was one of the fear teams to play the fear play in the playoffs. I feel like we could have made a run. Not all the yeah. way, but we could have easily made a run. And we blew that golden opportunity. And I will remember as 2021 as blown a golden opportunity year for the Colts. Well, I'm done talking. Let's talk about your Eagles and Cowboys game. Oh, uh, we don't need it. It was it was
1: a preseason game for us. Uh anybody who's a Cowboys fan, be embarrassed by your team playing starters against second string players and for a while there they were having trouble we were keeping up with them but that game was meaningless we rested players they didn't uh they said uh thank you for help us get uh for to help us get rolling well guess what i'm just going to I'm going to call it now they're going to get punched in the mouth by the 49ers and they're going to be home because they didn't rest their players and Zeke took some big hits dak took some hits that I was thinking like, why, why are they in there? Like, I'm not even a Cowboys fan. And I'm like, this is really dangerous what they're doing here. Randy Gregory almost got hurt. Um, Yeah, man, it was, it was second string. I didn't even get mad. I knew it was going to happen. Not, not worried. My my team did what they have to do to possibly win a playoff game. Now they're healthy and they're fresh. Thanks, Cowboys, for beating us, I guess. Like, no, nobody ca- nobody watched it. Who gives
0: a fuck? Nobody cared. All right, well, you know, good for Eagles. You know, they they know how to um, win games <laughs> when they're supposed to um, win. And, no, no, seriously, you know, congrats to you guys because, you know, I'm not saying the Eagles are a great team, but you're a good team. In my book, a good team is you win the games you're supposed to win. And for me, a great team is when you beat playoff caliber teams. Can we both agree on that? Agreed. And I feel like this year, the Eagles elevated themselves to a good team, to where the Colts digress to a mediocre team, but right? how Washington is. Falcons, let's be honest. Yeah,
1: yeah, agreed, agreed.
0: Well, Lamont, I'm, I'm happy for you guys in the wild card. You guys are well deserved. Like I said, you guys took care of business, which the Colts didn't do. Well, guys, we're going to do our week 18 recaps, where we usually do go through each, each um, game, talk about you know, some key highlights and other stuff. And you know, we'll talk about some coaching firing, which each individual team as well, too, because but I'm not gonna lie to you, There was some coaching firing that only one that I pissed me off. That pissed me off. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't agree with it 100 at all. So the point was like, you see why the Dolphins are a mediocre franchise. Hey, I need a defensive coordinator. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll, we'll go with the first game of the week. Um, Chiefs and Broncos. Kansas City had to play in the entire game because they if they would have won this game. They would have clinched the first seed, which which they did. And crazy part is it was really a close game, and I think Tyreek Hill got, got hurt in his game as well, too. Um, Patrick Holmes had they're a decent game. They're not the one seed, bro. No, I know. I know, just, I know. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you – No, th- they won this game. They would have got – They won they – It was for a seed, but if Tennessee – Yeah, was yeah, off, you're right. Got. You're right. Yes, my bad. And, um, Patrick Holmes led his team in rushing with nine carries and 54 yards. Not a good look at all. Um, Melvin Gordon had a hell of a game. 12 carries, 110 yards, and on one touchdown. So I feel like he's probably going to be the future back for the Broncos moving forward. Drew Locke had a – okay game, and Vic Vangio Vic got fired. I agree with that. Broncos has not been able to find that head coaching since, you know, I think Gary Kubiak, you know, since they won the championship, and right now has been a head coaching in Carissa right now. And one thing about John Elway, not that great with head coaching or, again, a, a starting quarterback as well, So Hopefully they get fixed that this offseason.
1: Yeah. um Again, another game where you put your players in jeopardy for playoff position, and it might backfire of uh, when your quarterback is your lead rusher, that's not going to fly in the playoffs. I did pick the Broncos to win, thinking Kansas City would be smart and rest their players. Shame on Andy Reid for going for the win because you risk Tyreek Kill and you're still in the same position you would have been. But what can I say? All
0: right, next we got Cowboys and Eagles. It was 51-26. Um, it's not a convincing 51-26 type of game. It was Eagles versus starters. They, they, did not, they didn't They want to take General Hurts for this game. There was no purpose of him playing this game at all because the mm-hmm. Eagles was not moving up in a seeding con- conversation. And Cowboys, I believe they played their starters at halftime, trying to keep, you know, some type of commodity, you know, it, you know, everything, you know, being flow everything for the wild card game. And um, I, this was a This game. I, I, I can't really much to say because, like I said before, Eagles didn't put no effort into this game. No effort. All right, next we got Bengals and Browns. Um, Bengals didn't even have much to play for. <laughs> I guess you know it was already clinched. But shout out to Jamar Chase. He had needed 45 yards to have to beat the record for the um, most um, yards in the season, beating just Jefferson last year. And Chris, State, the two LSU boys are cooking in the NFL. And shout out to Jamar Chase having one of the best uh, rookie seasons of all time.
1: Yeah, shout out to him. I, I did pick the Browns to win because I figured the Bengals weren't really going to give it their all. This game was meaningless. We have a lot of meaningless games, so we're not really need to no talk about them. But Jamar Chase doing Jamar Chase things, showing
0: that he's 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 that guy, man. Oh, definitely, he's that guy. <coughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the Bengals probably be one of the most scariest teams in the playoffs this year. Than the US team.
1: I want to say this right in the off season, if they get a few defensive pieces, this team is very scary because offensively they're set few defensive pieces, and the AFC is
0: it has to watch this team then. Yes. Next, we got Packers and Lions. Aaron Rodgers is playing this game. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Lions put, put up a put good game, you know I mean? Even though the Packers, you know, rest of the starters. But, you know, all, all year long, Lions were a lot of close games. And maybe next year they'll figure out how to win games. And I feel like maybe next year the Lions could be the upcoming team, like the 49ers were the Eagles were next year. And I feel like that's who they're going to be. And Packers, another, another first seed. And I feel like, you know, this year is going to be very different for the Packers
1: yeah man Packers it's another game like we talked about really wasn't no meaning for the Packers but hey uh I want to say this about the Lions you lose this game you get the number one seed they couldn't even they couldn't even lose properly but shout out to them I understand what they're doing but you know whatever (laughs) all right next we got Bears and
0: Vikings one last time baby I got it right (laughs) Viking let's go um Cousins played a you know, phenomenal game for his last time in the Vikings. Um, Bears decided to clean house. They fired um, Matt Nagy and Nephany. I believe they fired the GM, Brian Grace. Um, Bears right now is retuned again for the past you know, they, they've been retuning for the past almost 20 years or almost 30 years, honestly. Um, that, also, Vikings fired um, Mike Zimmerman. We, we both agree that was his time to come. He's, been, he's never been able to duplicate that magical season with, you know, the the the, 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 the Indianapolis Um Miracle since then has been mediocre. I, I pretty felt like they should have kept uh, Case and Keenum. Who knows who has been for the Vikings team. And right now, Kirk Cousins will be the last role without the Vikings. And Vikings right now are showing all over as well, too. Two bad teams. Two bad teams that
1: coaching is holding them back a lot. Uh, you're right. They should have kept Case Keenum. Shout out to the Vikings because Case Keenum with the receivers they have now. I felt like it would have been very dangerous, but uh, another thing they do got to address running back. Dalvin cook hasn't been healthy for a whole year since like he's been drafted and that that's pushing them back a little bit too. Yeah.
0: Next we got Washington giants giants fans. <laughs> yeah. I know you got your ass up again. Nothing new, but I'm happy for you. Um, David got decided to retire. And I said, I was never a big fan of him when you guys signed him. Cause I wasn't a big fan of him with the Panders. You two, you know, can't do it dirty Josh Norman dirty. And I've, he did the same exact thing and hopefully you guys can get rid of joe judge and get rid of uh, danny dimes and you know start fresh and get you know bring some hype against the giants right now there's been no hype i think for the past five years they lost almost 10 plus games it's not really much to say about the giants and oh funny fact for you guys you guys signed kenny galloway for 70 million dollars this year give me give me, to how some touch he scored the same as me and you yeah, that look of the Giants and Washington. Hopefully next year, you know, Chase Young coming back. You know, you guys get the new name, the new uniform. Maybe, you know, some positivity will happen next year with um the Washington. Hopefully you get a new stadium because that stadium is horrible. Um, Saquon is
1: sending out cryptic messages. I don't think he's going to be there long. That uh, Joe Judge doesn't seem like he has control of that, t- <laughs> that team. <clears throat> the Giants are in rebuilding again. The best thing that the GM retired, which essentially means they didn't want to fire him and embarrass him, so he retired. Uh, But uh, this was the shit bowl. Two shitty teams played. Giants haven't had a winning record at any point in the last five years. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: that's that's swell. And I think we talked about this early in the season. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think the John's gonna trying to resign Sha- Shakon Bar. I feel like he's gonna go somewhere mm-hmm. else and probably elevate his game to another level he used to, like way right back he once was. All right, next we have Coach and Jaguars. I'm not talking about this goddamn game. Come on, you can talk about it. I it's, it's
1: like I told Kev. Um Wright has Andy Reid's mindset. He wants his quarterback to do too much. Uh you have the best running back in the league. You only have 15 carries. Unacceptable. That's exactly why you lost. You give him another 15 carries. That's a buck fifty. Easy with the way he runs. He probably gets 200 because he's going to break it. You don't give him the ball. You put it in Carson's, Wance Henders, Like I said, now your job's on the line and Wentz's job is on the line. I think you clean house. Quarterback gone. GM gone. Coach gone. Start fresh. Uh, that team has more than enough talent. If you get the right coach in there, Brian Flores, whether he's your defensive coordinator, offensive court, uh, or head coach, I can see him doing good things with a team like that. But what do I know? Black coaches might not get good opportunities. Hey,
0: So the fire of the coaching gym GM, I don't think that's going to happen because Ursa uh, just signed for a six-year deal. I feel like he's going to get Frank Wright one more year. I think like this is a recovery year for him. Now. I feel like he's going like to get fired. Chris Ballard has been able you know, to draft well for the past couple of years. So I don't think like they're going to – Go that far? I was firing uh, Chris Ballard just yet. Yeah. All right. Next, we got Steelers and Ravens. This was a hell of a game. You know, this is a back and forth game. Uh, Huntley can show that he's he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And uh, TJY almost, almost, almost had a sack record. I believe he made a forced fumble. If it wasn't for the forced fumble. I think he would have got the record. I believe he got a second half in his game. And TJY. Can easy you know, defensive play of the year. Steelers, you know, Big Ben, you know, coming coming up clutch in the past couple of weeks. You can't front Steelers. I thought they were dead in the water. And you know, ever since that retirement speech, I feel like the this team has come decided to come together and play, you know, strong for Big Ben. And I got a crazy prediction for you guys. I got a crazy ass prediction. For you, guys. you guys are like, holy shit, you're bugging. But Steelers won this game in overtime and definitely a good game for Steelers.
1: Listen, um, I called it bro. I called it. Um, they're going to play, The Steelers are going to play a lot better and a lot harder knowing that it spends last year. Um, when we do these predictions, what I'm going to say, people might look at me crazy, but based off of what I'm seeing from certain teams, the predictions make decent sense to me. Um, TJ Watt, do we need to really talk about this man? He's a fuck. He's a fucking cheat code. Uh, don't be surprised if the Ravens trade Huntley because his value is going to be sky high, bro. He's showing you that he's a baby Lamar. It's like Lamar on Coke a little bit, but hey, <laughs> you you with the right coaching, you never know what. There's a couple of te- like hey, yeah, hey, go get him, Kev.
0: Nah, I want Andrew Luck. next next we got uh, Tennessee and, and Texans. Tennessee was putting a whooping in the first half of Texans' support. It was like 21 0 at halftime. Like, oh man, it's going like to blow out game, you know, because, you know, I, I, I'm i not a Tennessee fan. You know, I wanted to lose the first team. But then Texas in the second half show some fire to the point. I think Devin, David, I think David Mills, the quarterback they picked Easy is the, the future uh, franchise for this quarterback because he played his ass to the point that it was a got to the point of a three point game. And Texas next year going to be uh, uh, a solid up and coming team next year. And we're well, tech- sorry ahead. about that. Uh, Tennessee, they did the first team. You know, shout out to my, 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 my Raybo. A hell of your coaching, you know, losing Derrick Henry, losing A.J. Brown throughout the year, and, and losing, the you know, Hulu Jones to Hampshire. That right there just proves that great coaching means a lot in the NFL because great coaching did not happen with the Colts. But anyways, I do about Tumba, but, you know, shout out to Texans. You know, getting a close game, but shout out to Tennessee, you know, first seed with everything they've been through this year.
1: Tennessee let their foot off the gas, uh, almost cost them the game. I'm not really surprised about that. Uh, Texans though now now they have a lot of leverage now when trading Deshaun because it's we're trading him because we want to not because we have to we have a quarterback so they get the right pieces for this this team can be scary you know uh, I believe they have good cap room
0: and with Deshaun you can get some either good picks or good players all right next we got Saints uh, Falcons Saints 130 to 20 um Falcons uh, up and down team this year I've I feel like if the Falcons made this play they made a the pleasure this year Matt Ryan would have came back I feel like they're gonna let go of Matt Ryan and don't be surprised if he lands again in the division with the New Orleans Saints next year because the Saints right now just proved to you that they're a quarterback away from being a contending team and I be I won't be surprised if Matt Ryan ends up ends up in New Orleans next year I agree
1: with that prediction um Saints and Falcons were both up and down. We got this one wrong because we thought the Saints were going to have a <laughs> bad game, but they didn't. So shout out to the Saints.
0: All <coughs> right, next we got Bills and Jets. And Bills are now literally like up and up coming team again. One of the best teams in the AFC, um, demolishing the Jets, you know, too. Clinch the AFCEs back to back years. It's weird to say Bills back to back years. Isn't that supposed to be the Patriots? Well, shout out to the Bills, you know, having up and down year, but you know, coming coming to college you now, where's the end?
1: Yeah, shout out the Bills. Uh This is a team that you got to watch in the playoffs. Now they're picking up the momentum at the right time. This team is gelling. Uh, they're just kind of putting the NFL on notice a little bit
0: here. All right, we have, next we got easily one of the best games of the week: 49ers and Rams. Matthew Stafford. For the past couple weeks, I've been saying. Has been turning turn over the ball at an alarming rate. Almost every game he's been throwing an interception. And mm-hmm. for his stat, was 21 for 32, 230 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Don't forget, the Rams were up 17 points. But Lord, let's be honest. You, we got to get some credit to Jimmy G. He put his ass on this game, especially with a torn ligament in his thumb. His throwing arm, granted, he didn't have a good game, 23 for 32, 316 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions but he played his ass off where he fought and clawed back and was able to bring back to the 49ers to, you know, the playoffs again. I mean, think it's the first time in the playoffs since the Super Bowl run. And can we shout out to Debo Sanders playing the running back position and being very effective? Mm-hmm. He's easy and the weapon X for sure. that team because he can play out of the position and does it great. And Matthew Stafford can possibly help out. He helped out the Bucs. Getting a number two seed, which you know can change propel them to you know almost every home game rest of the season for the for the playoffs. And Matthew Stafford's throwing like a key interceptions in this in game. And Matthew Stafford has been playing very bad bad ball. Uh, Cooper Cup another hundred yard hundred yard game. I believe he fell short of the um the the, the record for for um nineteen for Calvin Johnson for nineteen hundred yards. Cooper Cup had easily one of the best years of all time for receiver. That, that's not take it away. And I'm a numbers guy. He was the best receiver this year in the NFL, in my opinion. Everything you're
1: saying is correct. Uh, Stafford fell back in the old Stafford ways, and it hurt him, hurt the team. But I I figured the Niners were going to win. They had much more on the line. They played hard. Jimmy G did what he had to do. Um, He didn't force anything. He knew what he had to do, and he got it done. Uh, that team is very dangerous because you have two weapon X's. You have George Kittle and Debo. So that team is literally a legit quarterback away from just being very, very scary. Very.
0: All right. Next we got Patriots and Dolphins. This game right here reminds me of the Colts and Jaguars. For some reason, the Jaguars always tends to beat the Colts at Jaguar stadium. And same thing for the Patriots. For I think for the past 20 years, Patriots have a hard time beating Dolphins. At Dolphin Stadium, regardless of who the record is, regardless of who the quarterback is, some reason the Patriots just struggled in Miami. And I picked the Dolphins to win this game. I'm gonna pick them for the rest of my, my life because if for some reason Bill Belichick loses all sense of common sense when it comes to playing in Miami in Miami. But shout out to the Dolphins real quick. Um the mind cause you don't know who, who gave me this, you know, who showed me the the post in the firing. Talk about the, the fire, oh the game and then the firing. The game is
1: you know, like you said, I, I should have known better to pick against them in, in Miami, but I just figured the Patriots would want to win the AFC, but whatever. Bill Belichick pulled a, a, some nuts shit. But they fire Brian F- Flores, and um, his team has only gotten better with him and had a winning record, and you fire him when he didn't have a quarterback for most of the year. Most of his receivers that were signed were hurt. You fire him? Why? What? What? He's he hasn't had any negatives really. He took a shitty team to a good team. They were literally one game out of the playoffs. And this, you fire him? That's the thank you. Up, oh, you did great. Now you're gone.
0: <laughs> All right, cool. <clears throat> Don't understand it, bro. What I'm saying is that he won 19 games in two years. That's fantastic all right, Lamont, they would have a legitimate case if they would have finished the year, which is 1-1 one, one win. But you started 1-7 to and then you won eight straight in a row. Tua showed you that he can be, he can, he can play in his league. And once Brian said that I have the most, most confidence in Tua, Tua has changed his game and he was playing phenomenal ball for the entire year. Even J- Jalen Waddle stepped it up as well too. And I'm disappointed like this team answered under Brian Flores. They, they loved him. He was a fantastic coach. And the point is like, This is exactly why the Dolphins are a mediocre team year in and year out. And then I don't – they might fumble the the ball again for the next coach because, like, you move them out of gaze to Brian Flores, and Brian Flores is a fantastic coach where players step up for him and play for him. Horrible, horrible um, firing on behalf of the Dolphins. Point that you should have fired the GM. You gave a first-round pick for the Eagles – for nothing, the Eagles finessed you. Horrible! I I I I 100 disagree, and this is going to set the, this is going to set back the Dolphins another five years, and you got nobody to blame but yourselves. The Eagles were some finesse kings this year, huh? Anyways, moving on to the Chargers <laughs> and Raiders. This right here, this game could end in a tie, but these team both teams played their asses off in this game <clears> to <throat> the point where the Chargers. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you saw the, the play where Justin Herbert was like, yo, I, I never in my life wanted a tie so bad. And we could both agree Justin Herbert is that guy.
1: Justin Herbert, 34 for 64, 383 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. First off, he threw the ball 64 times. That's wild.
0: Yes, yes, that, that is wild, but still, the whole thing is, like, he can show you that he can play in big moments in this game as well, too, and, and, and you know, shout out to the Raiders, because, you know, everything they've been through this year, losing John Gruden, uh, Henry Huggs, losing a bunch of first-round picks, injuries, um, the death of John Madden, the Raiders are there to come together and, you know, get a player run out of this, and I'm not going to lie to you, that that head coach, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure of his name, he deserves that coaching job for the Raiders, because, the Raiders answered with him, and, and I feel like don't don't mess this up. Raiders because the whole thing is they 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 they, they followed his lead, and to the point where you know the Raiders played big ball down the stretch, which you know the Colts gonna do correctly. And um, shout out to that science teacher on with the Raiders, um, Tyler, that that man, his route running is immac- immac- immaculate. He reminds me of Wes Walker. me can both agree. his route running is phenomenal, and Derek Kershaw, Derrick, Derek Carr, this is his first playoff game. Um, I believe he has the most starts ever. Before a, a, a quarterback played into the playoffs, I believe he had 127 starts and he finally got to the playoffs. And shout out to the Raiders. You know, what I mean, they definitely needed this. And right now, they're looking like, you know, one of those scary teams that nobody wants to see in the AMC. Agreed.
1: Uh this was just an amazing back and forth battle. And um the Chargers calling timeout actually cost them the tie. Uh Raiders players came out and said it. Even the coach, nah, we were gonna go for the tie. They called the timeout. And this is why sometimes, as a coach, you don't understand how much a timeout can mean. We could have, it's like I told you, if they don't call that timeout, it's a tie because nobody has nothing to lose. We both win. It doesn't matter. We both win. That one timeout gave the Raiders coach enough time to be like, you know what? We're going to win this game now. That was it. That's all it took. Amazing game, Justin Herbert. I doubt you ninety nine point nine percent of the time, but uh, you you make a believer out of me, man. Honestly, you do. Great, great young quarterback.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're going down to wild card prediction, and the Colts who's gonna have an amazing run in the playoffs. Psych. But, um. My 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 picks. This guy. I'm gonna let you know, guys. is gonna be wild, but it's gonna be. Somewhat understandable when you when you hear my logic. So Lamont, let's get ready for you know an amazing weekend because you know shots of the Eagles. They did something we couldn't do. Anyways, Saturday we have Raiders and Bengals. Bengals are home. Raiders gotta travel all across you know across the country. You know especially in, 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 during the late week, early game as well too. Bengals right now, Jerber has that it factor. Like he looks like oh, he's ready for this moment. That combination with Jamar Chase, like. Shout out to the GM for doing that because right now them two together has been phenomenal to the point of this like a Tom Brady Krakowski, Big Ben, A, B um, Peyton Manning, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, like that right there can help solidify a team right there and I'm going with the Bengals in this game at home. First day i won in a very long time and Bengals look like, you know, one of those uh, best teams in the AFC. I'm going to go Raiders right simply. They have They
1: have it as a team right now. They are playing with a purpose. This is a team that people have to watch. They're going to give this team – defensively, they're going to show up big. I have a feeling.
0: All right, nice. You're going to go with the upset. Mm -hmm. All right, next we got Patriots and Bills. This right here, the third time, the trilogy for the year. Patriots and Bills uh, both split at their, at their stadiums, at their own respective stadiums. Right now, all the pressure in the world is on the Bills right now. Because you got to play the Patriots again, you're home. Um, some reason, I, I, you can't trust the Bills this year. You just can't. And um, Bill Belichick is made for these moments, I believe. I truly believe he's made for his moments. And I feel like Matt Jones is, is going to have that outcome game where he doesn't turn over the ball. That's what you need. Don't turn over the ball in the playoffs. Um, Patriots have that team, though they have a good defense, they could run the ball. Bills have a good defense, but can't run the ball. That's a sign of factor for me. I'm going to the Patriots in this game. I'm going Patriots.
1: Last time Bills won, Bill Belichick got something for him.
0: Yes. With, yes. with no receivers, he's gonna get a win. All right. Uh, I'm not gonna go first. This is your team. I want you to you know take take you know the mantle on this one. We got Eagles and Buccaneers. Um all my picks are very similar. I'm, I'm really
1: going underdogs. Every low seat I have winning this year and I have the Eagles winning because no AB, no Chris Godwin. Uh, This team is beat up a little bit. We are getting healthy and we have one of the best run offenses. I, I think the best run offensive in the NFL. How do you stop Tom Brady? Don't let him on the field, run the ball run the ball, and you know who he's going to go to. It's either now, playoffs, he loves Gronk. He loves Gronk. He's going to go to Gronk. You already know the game plan. Unless they have a great running game,
0: the Eagles can win this. All right. This is tough for me because on the Eagle, on the Eagle side, they're playing good defense lately. They're the number one rushing sack in the NFL. But the whole thing is this year – the passing game has lacked tremendously. The only one good game you can really say was uh, Min, Min, Minshew. And Jalen Hurts this year, you can't really say he has thrown for over 300 yards. One, one thing about the um, the playoffs, they take away your weakness is, I mean, not even your strength. What's the Eagles' strength? Running the ball. But who do Tom Brady struggle in the Super Bowl with? NFC East teams. Those are his kryptonites. The Giants and the Eagles. When I saw this matchup, I was like, damn. I feel like Tom Brady could have possibly gone back to the back championships. For some reason, he tends to struggle against NFC East teams, especially when the NFC East have a strong front four. And I feel like this year, the Eagles did struggle with the front four, let's be honest, with the the pressure. But lately, in the last few games of the season, they've been able to get pressure. And um, I'm going with the upset in this one just because history repeats itself. Tom Brady does not do good against NFC East teams. And the Eagles will get upset of the weekend. All right, next we have 49ers, the Cowboys. I have zero faith in the Cowboys when it comes to January football. I'm sorry to say. um, Cowboys, one of the the thing about when it comes to the playoffs, you want to go into the playoffs while you're hot. And when you win the most teams win the Super Bowl, is when they're hot and everything's coming together. Dallas has been struggling passing the ball. They've been struggling to stop the run. They've been struggling to run the ball. Um, Diggs is um, a 50-50 guy. Either he's getting deception or he's getting burned. That's it. And 49ers has been the hottest, one of the hottest teams in the NFC on the stretch. And Jimmy G right now has won that locker room again. Everybody's like, holy shit. He played his ass off. He got his position um, to be in the playoffs. And if Jimmy G can stay healthy in this game, he's going to throw a pick in this game. I'm not going to hear him say a lot. He's not going to have a perfect game. But the X factors for me is Kittle and Debo Sanders. But the best player in this game is going to be Nick Bosa. He is going to eat that offensive line up, especially because, you know, I have my reasons why, because, you know, I'm not going to say it, but he's going to go out to that back prescott and he's going to make that person feel that pressure all night long. I'm going to do this in this game, 49ers.
1: I'm going to just say this. I'm going upset, and that Cowboys offensive line had trouble with the Eagles. Backups, 49ers, starters are going to give them hell. Got 49ers.
0: All right, next we got, um Steelers in Kansas City. Everybody, hear me out as Much as I hate Big Ben, that retirement is what changed is gonna change the Steelers in this playoffs. Do not be I'm gonna say it right now, I'm gonna say it right now, don't be surprised if the Steelers win the Super Bowl this year. Why? When Jerome Bennis um wanted to retire, nobody thought the Steelers in Super Bowl 40 was gonna win that, that, of that year. It was it was most likely the Colts gonna win that year. They that team came together and played their asses off through the wild card to the Super Bowl. Next factor, Michael Strahan, one the all-time great defensive end, came out with a retirement. Guess what the Giants did? Came together as a team, won one of the best runs of all time, and won a Super Bowl. Next up, Ray Lewis. Let's be honest, that year when the Ravens won a Super Bowl, they were one of the worst teams in the NFL, and down the stretch, they was really not that good. Once Ray Lewis decided he wanted to retire, team came together, went on a run. Run a Super Bowl. Next up, Payne Manning. Granted, that defense was immaculate, amazing. But when he came over with the, with the retirement, we didn't know, but the team knew already. Guess what happens? We came together as a team, won in hour run, won a Super Bowl for him. Big Ben. I know I don't like him for personal reasons, but he's an all-time great quarterback. The minute, the minute he made that retirement, guess what happened, Lamont? He came together as a team, play their asses off, and that's the reason why these are my dark horse team to win it all this year. And they're going to pull one of the best, up, one of the craziest upsets of all time, and be Kansas City at home, to move on to the division round. That's my reason why.
1: Yo, well, everything you said is completely true, and that's why I picked them to win on the road, especially with Tyreek Hill being hurt. That's something of a less of a threat you have to worry about, so I just see this team playing like they're hungry, and they're playing with a purpose, so
0: Steelers. Do you think, before we go on to the last game of the wild card, do you think the Steelers are going to run this year?
1: Yeah, I do. I really do. That Najee Harris is balling. The all, I mean, Ben is – remember, in the playoffs, you just don't got to make mistakes. Ben's a veteran. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. The defense is solid, and you have a great running back. This team is very scary. Very.
0: All right. <clears throat> Next, we got Cardinals and Rams. Well, another another upset. We're going to Cardinals in this game. Why? Matthew Stafford has been turning over the ball at an alarming rate. To the point is, how do you lose play out game Lamont? Turnovers. Exactly. And right now, I believe I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't think DeAndre's coming back for this game, but I think he might be back for the division round at the Cardinals win this game. Um James Connor is back. They gotta run the ball, they gotta go defense. Um, the Cardinals did play bad during the home stretch, but like I said before, who's turning over the ball more towards the end of the season? Matthew Stafford is, and there's a reason why I'm going with the Cardinals in this game.
1: Exactly what you said. The Cardinals are a team that's picking up momentum in a sense. Uh, they know they get who uh, D-hop back if they win. And they're not turning the ball over like the boy Matthew Stafford, so I could see a lot of positive for the Cardinals winning this. I got all upsets this week. All the upset teams are coming, in. I feel like they're more focused. At the end of the day, more focused, playing more clean football in a sense. So, upset weekend.
0: Yep. Well, those are our picks for the wild card. Unfortunately, we didn't pick the Colts because they didn't know how to. Um, Win, win, a, win, a, win, a, win a simple game. <coughs> but anyways, this weekend is going to be one of the craziest upset weekends in wild card history. I'm saying it right now. Because right now, me and you pick pure upsets the entire weekend, and I, I think that's – just going to say true to that. Um, Moving on to the NFL. Lamont, last night, the national championship game. Georgia finally beat Alabama. It took them, what, five years, honestly? Ever since the start of the, the, the college playoffs, the Alabama has – Demolished the Georgia Bulldogs year in, year out, heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. So the point was like, Georgia was up, was due for one. Let's be honest. when you beat somebody consistently year in, year out, that other team is due for one. Let's be honest. And Georgia was due for one. They won their first national championship in 41 years. Um, the first half, that was a defensive game right there. Both teams couldn't get nothing done. I mean, they we were able to run the ball. Like, you know, Get big plays on us up, but they couldn't capitalize with the touchdowns. And yeah, Georgia won, but Alabama. I mean, this doesn't tarnish Nick Saban's career. He's still one of the greatest college quarterback. I mean, college coaches of all time. Um, it doesn't diminish on Bryce Young's. You know, Heisman. No, Alabama had a fantastic year. It was just Georgia's year. And Georgia. You know, I don't know if you saw the one quarterback was crying because you know after all the shit he's been through with, with you know Georgia and to get one off against Alabama. Um, shout out to Georgia winning the National Championship game. Yeah, shout out Georgia. It was a defensive battle in the first
1: half. It was technically a defensive battle in the second half, but the defense kept scoring. <laughs> so the defense, just Georgia's defense just smothered them, losing their top receiver for Alabama. Yes. Hurt them big time. And Nick Saban, is, after the loss, still has the number one program in America. So yeah. it doesn't really matter.
0: Don't be seen back in the game. They won it all. Let's be honest. Nothing new. All right. Next, we'll do some uh, quick NBA take if you got anything you want to bring up. Um, one thing I want to bring up is uh, Clay Thompson returned after like two years being off. You know, this man been through a lot. You know, tour ACL, tour Achilles, back-to-back years. You know what I mean? That everything that can take a toll in somebody's mind mentally to go through the grind again, to, you know, push it back. to even think, like, they are still even having. But Clay Thompson, I think he has 17 points. I mean, he was off a little bit from the first jump shot, but he caught a body. I don't know if you saw that dunk. He I, I forgot what he dunked up, but dunked on the Cavs. I was have to see Klay Thompson back because you know the, when the stars are together, the NBA is great. Even though I hate it when, when they hit threes on against my teams, you know it sucks. And that, it really pisses me off. But the stars are together is great for the NBA, and I'm I'm happy for Kate Thompson. You know, especially in you know, the last year, with Kevin Durant, you know, coming back with the injury, and I, I feel like going Thompson has that same momentum again. You know how Kevin Durant you get back to his old form. Klay will be back. I hundred percent guarantee.
1: Clay had 18 shots, 20 points. Uh, nothing changed. That rest just means he's fresher and means that the Warriors are a lot more scary. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it, I'm glad to see him back. It's good for the NBA, even though makes everybody winning the championship a lot worse. Oh, harder. Yes.
0: Um. What, what they want to bring up Um. real quick? Sure. I, I mean, granted, you know, COVID is not a thing to joke about and all stuff, but. Covid has helped out a lot of veterans. Let's be honest, you know, with the ten-day contracts, um, it's it been able to bring you know players off you know the, the the G League, you know, off the streets. You know, Isaiah Thomas came back. You know, I mean, had a few a few good games with um the Lakers. And I believe it or not, I think he's with um 100 sure either like the Nuggets or something. Um, Lance Davidson was able to come back. Now he signed the rest of the year with, with the, the Pacers. Joe Johnson came back. Like it's pretty cool because you know I me mean, because a lot of the ten-day ten-day contract, the NBA might be shut down again. <laughs> And it's, it's been able to help the NBA keep going, you know. And shout out to for the veteran players, you know, for being ready, you know, to be upon at any given moment.
1: Yeah, COVID has given a lot of players, of yeah, veterans, uh, young players, mostly veterans, though, like Lance Stevenson's back, Joe Johnson's back. Um, it's it, it, sad that COVID is the reason why, but it shows you that these old guys can still play. Just give them the chance. Yes,
0: yes, That's um, the best
1: thing to say you have
0: anything you want to be able for an NBA or, or anything? No, you touched on the most important stuff right there. I want to touch on one thing about the Lakers. Um, we'll talk about the Lakers more as you know, as football starts, you know, ending. LeBron James has had to play center for the Lakers just to be able to win games. On year 20, 37 years old, where AD bitches and complaining about playing center, LeBron James is playing center and dominating. I believe the last nine games, I can't remember, he's been averaging over 32 points a game. 10 assists, nine, nine rebounds. This man has to give it his all for the Lakers even to contend in the West. And that is truly sad because, like, I believe when the Lakers, when LeBron plays the center of the Lakers, they're undefeated. Mm-hmm. So LeBron's like, you know what? everybody bitching, complaining about playing in the center position. When AD, when you come back, I don't want to hear nothing. Because if I did it, you can do as well, too. And Russell Westbrook has been a turnover machine. Breaking shots left and right, it's been truly stressful for, for this year. It's, you know, LeBron doesn't deserve this, you know what I mean? Like, he deserves, you know, how the, the Warriors are playing, the Suns are playing. And for him to be that number one guy still, that he's 37 years old, it's truly telling him, you know, what what kind of team they have around them. Uh, I'm going to bring this up again in later episodes. Ron Palica, I thought he was the right move, but I feel like he was like, let me send all these veteran players so I could recap the 2020 season again. And right now it has not been working out.
1: <laughs> not working out at all. It's not looking good for that team at all.
0: No, not, not at at all. Good.
1: AD, you gotta get rid of them. Some of these big contracts you're gonna have to get rid of, unfortunately. The Lakers are in um super, super bad uh situation. There's nothing to even talk about.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Well, the guys is definitely a great show, bad show for me because you know, goddamn Colts can <laughs> you know. Um, be the worst team in the NFL. But besides that, like, uh, before we end this, guys, um, Lamont, what can they find you at? Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter at God's Dirty Hands. And before uh, we end this, guys, please comment below. Let me know what you guys thought of the all-time collapse for the Colts, you know, not doing nothing right against the Raiders and the Jaguars. Also, comment below. And let me know what you guys thought of our wild predictions for the wild card. Do you believe it's going to be an upset weekend? One of the biggest upsets of all time? And please hit the subscribe button to the, the coaching game. And this is Coach Sports.